Next up on Visual Wow. You got to take every day for what it's worth and you got to value things possibly sometimes very differently. I think everybody's a little bit of a one-man shop. You have to be able to at least make sure the client is treated fairly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, Visual Wow community. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host, and I am sitting on Michael's back patio. Yes, Michael Bennett Crest, MBK Photography, Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, one of my best buds, bike riding partners, and uh, we are sitting on the slightly chilly, about 40-degree yeah. patio. The heater's on. Uh, Harper, the uh, happy Labrador, is sitting here trying to keep her mouth quiet for us while we're doing our recording. And uh, Michael and I just thought we'd kick back and, and have a, a brutally honest conversation about the absolute crappy place our industry is in and what we are both, as veteran photographers, trying to ascertain as what is the future what's the future ahead of us what are we actually going to do we are recording That's this a big topic it is a big topic right yeah so topic. here we are we're the first week of december this will probably air the second week of december um we know we have a president-elect whether you like it or whether you don't it's not a political statement it's just a statement change is coming whether you whichever side you're on change what are we doing all of our december business is gone there's not enough change coming. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. So what do we do, Michael? You are a 30-year-plus veteran, independent photographer. you got a good corral of people who work with you. You've got a very fortified studio environment. You're very well-known in the area. What do you do now to prepare for whatever will come in the future, whether it comes in April or in January or a year from June? What do you do? Well, first of all, you better figure out some other strategies for income. I think that that's very important. I mean, I think that you've got to be having a lot of communication with your clients to get whatever kind of business there is that's safe. But safe is really important. You could, you know, I've thought about even donating time, but if you donate time to something that you could get in trouble for, for being, for just being out there trying to do something that's good, there are backlashes too. So there's limits to what you can do right now. You know, last week I interviewed Ryan Jacobs with Spot My Photo and one of our roundtable guests was Peter Hurley. Mm. And he was talking about the logistics of putting together the 10,000 headshots in a single day promo. And exactly what you just said, that promo couldn't happen today based on all the new COVID guidelines. Right, and you also, you know, if you were to do something like that and someone were to re make, not be comfortable with the idea of you doing it, you could be condemned for it too. There's a, the, the world is very complicated right now. Well, let's look at it on a personal level. We're friends. We live five minutes away from each other. We are sitting on your brisk patio yep. because we're not comfortable being in each other's, each, each other's homes right now. Well, I think that we're being safe, and I think that that's really... I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. You didn't clean up your kitchen well enough for me. Yes, I agree with you. Yes, it's... You know, I think we all have to um, do our task at hand as much as we can because I think we need to for each other. So you were actually one of the first guests on the Visual Wow podcast back over the summer. 
and uh, you with with Shmulek and, and Sean after we did our, our sunflower uh, right. photo, photo shoot and uh, clearly life was very different over the summer right um, where do you where have you come from or become how did you get to where you are today dealing with all the postponements the cancellations the reschedules during the spring and during the summer how did you handle deposits what do you think the clients are thinking about a the way you handled it or b those that have rescheduled for next season how how are you feeling internally about that we're going to be vulnerable today um i think that you have to be there for your customer, period. I think that's always been a motto. It doesn't matter who or what profession you have entered, you need to be there for your client. And that is essentially making sure that you do everything you can to get their needs met. How have you actually dealt with the deposit scenario? Everyone's deposit is being applied to anything that they do now. I, I'm not, there's no, um, honoring what was written in the original contract because the original contract is gone. So I'm, whatever they've paid me to this point, I'm, I, the job is uh, shot, there's no charges, uh, everything's online, they can do what they want, just trying to make sure that they, given the scenario, because everyone's, everyone's situation is so complicated right now, and everyone's event is so complicated, be there for them. It's you can't do anything else but that. It's it's shitty out. Sorry, <laughs> is, am I allowed to say that? You can say shitty. Good, because it is, <clears throat> and especially and not just for the photographers, but for the clients. The clients are going through such a pain in the ass with their family and their lives, and these kids that are having to be homeschooled, and and then they have to do a, an event that they have to make sure that they do it right for their kid and it's very difficult have you had situations where customers have come to you and said you know we just want our money back i have one client who are they being reasonable because I, I have one client through this whatever this mess that we've been living through is no longer going to get married and they called it a day and he's moving out of the area and he's very disappointed because he gave me money for a deposit that for a, a marriage that he was counting on and he is leaving town and he's done and uh, I felt bad for him and I said I agree with you and I split the split what he had given me and called it a day and gave him back 50% and said good luck you know I wish you well I feel bad that you're in this situation, but move on. To the listening audience, I'd love some feedback on this conversation. Uh, go to the Visual website. We got birds flying over like our heads. How bad is? How good is that? It's amazing. Those are geese. Yeah, we just yeah. saw them today. We just finished riding ten miles. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit brisk today. We usually go twenty miles, and today was a brisk day to Windy. be on bikes. Um, a little wind. Did, to, you, to did the, you enjoy the wind? I did Jack? not enjoy the wind. I know. I did not enjoy the wind. Um, to the Visual listening audience, uh, Jack at Visual.com, uh, please give us a little feedback on on the conversation about about deposits. It really is important. I know that we have given back many, many thousands of dollars of deposits. We have split the difference with customers who have canceled. We have moved deposits to other dates for reschedules. We have had some extremely 
unhappy customers who came at us with guns blazing demanding right and we have had some of the most absolutely delightful customers who just know that this just sucks we exactly that's my point from even before i mean i think that the struggle right now with the families is rough so Where's your heart right now? Are we back in business? Harper. Harper. Harper def- see that? I told I, you she whined. I think she ha- wants to be a part of the she show. She wants to go in. Oh, is that Or it? she wants food. One of the two. I think she wants to be part of the podcast. She, so, does, what, she does like to talk. Yeah, lot. that's okay. Maybe that's she okay. will talk for us. So, so what do we... Um, so so what do we do? Are are we back in business in the summer? Are we are we staring at jobs? Real- well, I think the jobs we do right now are limited. I think they have to be and I think they're limited by the amount of people that are there and also what is safe for us to to do. I mean, and there are certain jobs I wouldn't do now, and I'm sure that you feel the same way. I think so. I'm, I'm concerned about COVID, uh, and I'm concerned about the inauguration. Um, inaugural, uh, this will be the eighth inauguration that I'm a part of if I have the opportunity. Uh, that's 20, that's 32 years I have been photographing <laughs> inaugurations, mm-hmm. uh, if you base that on eight times four. Um, I started in 1993 with Bill Clinton's first inaugural. And um, we have friends that I know have already been assigned to the, to the transition team. Um, there are, I've already received my first phone call from a major hotel looking for a yeah, photo station. Washington, we, we kind of live on those kind of jobs. <clears throat> so how do we deal with it, though? They're going to go through their own social distancing issues and masking issues. I'm and- sure they're going to be limited stuff. And I would expect limited stuff. I I would expect from the Biden campaign. I mean, I I think the whole point of what we want to believe is that he's being safe for everything. And safe for everything right now isn't about celebrating everyone getting together to honor a new presidency. It's about, like, let's get to work. we got a lot of work to do. We're in a mess. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Let's talk about uh, marketing. Let's talk about what we can do to prepare for uh, the hopefulness of the brides, the bar and bat mitzvah kids and their moms that are planning events that are thinking about 23 and 2024. Right. What do we do now to get ready for that? Well, it'd be nice to take deposits for that, but we can't do that right now. Yeah, I feel even though we don't live on our deposits, we escrow that kind of stuff. Your jo- your jobs pay for your business, right? Right. So, It'd be nice just to look at the calendar and see bookings that don't right. go that don't go away three days later, right? Or that are no longer. So, yeah. So we we've done a couple of jobs together during this COVID time where we actually because neither of us are working at our normal schedule, we've been able to just have some fun together as friends and colleagues and go out in, in, in dream team environments. We brought Shmulek along and we, we did a fun wedding Anyone back in we October. Could pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean we were being safe, but we were also trying to work. Well you were having fun with it too. No 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 and, and and I don't know about the rest of the photographers that are out there, but if you've got friends in the industry and I don't know many photographers that don't have other photographers that are their friends. Uh, you and I go back three decades. 
we've never had the chance to really work together until these last couple of years. We've had some opportunities that have come up that have been spontaneous. Spontaneous, last minute, can you help me out, I'm in trouble kind of a thing. And that's what you do when you're professional peers. Yeah. But we've actually been having some fun getting to work together since neither of our schedules are tremendously busy right now. Correct. So you came out and helped me with a uh, with a very fun wedding out in the middle of a farm. A couple of young ladies getting married uh, out in Damascus, Maryland. And, and then I came out and I was handling virtual, uh, doing the Zoom coverage for a wedding that Shmulek and you were doing in, uh, in Middleburg, Virginia. And they're very, very dynamically different events. Um, I, I think what we saw in Middleburg, which was in a private winery, was really dealt with to the nth degree of COVID. People were concerned. People were spread out. People were wearing masks in a place in Virginia where nobody else really gave a damn about it. It's also at a private event where it didn't. they could have done anything. And, but they didn't. But they didn't. They and really held to I, it. I actually feel like that's the only reason why I felt comfortable doing it. I mean, I think that, you know, we're in a time where you have to be safe. And if I'm going to go to a job and they're not going to be that way, I'm not interested. I mean, I think you, you and I talked about it a job that, in fact, Robert was at, that he said something that I think is really important, and that is, is anything really risk worth risking your life? Right. And, you know, I think that if people are being stupid, then there's, I'm not interested. I think that there are a lot of people out there that are not being safe, or at least trying to be safe. There's a big difference between not caring, you know, and that, so. Well, I've noticed at a few of the weddings that I've done, including the one that we did together back in October, that it's almost like the minute the ceremony concludes and the brides or the bride and grooms kiss, it's like COVID disappears, everyone rips off their masks, they start pounding down Well, it is a celebratory moment. (laughs) Right. And people like to believe that they're a part of something that's special and by embracing or whatever you know it's people we're a social being and we we really want yeah, that we are not wired for for not doing stuff right. we're not wired for not being together and the comfort level of people is different for every single situation i think that's the biggest i think that's the biggest issue actually with this virus is that everyone's comfort level is different and no one has any tolerance for anyone else's comfort level and that's the most important part of this is that everyone feels it differently and is nervous or scared or whatever and you have to be respectful so I, i'm going to take a hard a hard turn here and and let's a different direction a different direction thank goodness because different because we, we could listen because we hear enough about this stuff well it's it, you know everything unfortunately in our profession does have some covid connotation to it but as a mentor as someone you know we've both been doing this for you know it seems like a lifetime and a half um before there was mud when moses was parting the red sea i'm i, I was I'm on not the, that old i am i was on the e- okay, egypt well, side I, I was on the israel side and i was looking towards <laughs> egypt and i was waiting to take the picture over moses's shoulder when the red sea was parted that's why i'm not in the movie because i was behind the cameras really that's true that's a very true story but uh, i digress so what do you tell michael what do you tell young photographers now in their 20s in their 30s they're barely cutting their teeth they're living on their deposits there's no deposits coming in i'm not passing judgment on their business practices but they don't have the money to refund 
And if we get past the money part of it, they're bored. They have nobody mentoring them. They're not doing jobs. How do you, with pearls of wisdom, help them understand what is the right thing to be doing right now while we're not working? Well, there are a lot of different parts to that. <laughs> light, light question coming from your host, well, Jack Hartsman. Well, no, I think there are a lot of parts to that that I think um, there are really some, there's some really hard learning things out there. I think one of them is that you know a lot of people came out and were talented and were shooting and they um, were giving the jobs away for free because they were given the digital files. And all of a sudden, the, the jobs stop, and if you're giving everything away, you got nothing. And I'm a negative, I, I've shot film, I know film, the value of film was that, personally, you pay me to make stuff. That is the extra bonus of that kind of structure. That doesn't exist anymore. And so by giving the digital files, I think that you're done. And when you're not shooting, you're done. And I think that there's a post... I mean, I'm right now... I have about 10 to 16, maybe maximum 20 in the next few months that are doing albums that I am collecting revenue from and designing for those clients. And without that, I would be a little less happy. <laughs> right. Well, I think a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs in our in our walk of life, or or any entrepreneur, we're, we're nine months, almost ten months into this pandemic, and we've we've if you're alive and you're you're still running your business, you've cut your overhead by eighty or ninety percent. You're you're down to brass tacks. So every little bit, as much as it maybe didn't move the needle before. Even a, a $300, $500, $750 family portrait moves the needle in a big, big way because we don't have the overhead we had before. True. That's either because we're not paying it, we've moved out. Well, there are a lot of reasons why. Yeah. So are, are there any preemptive things that we can do to prepare for what will eventually come back? You know, methodically doing whatever you can and developing your clients into using you more. But... I think that you uh, you have to keep moving. I noticed of recent you have been going back and posting images, anniversary pictures, things from last year. Uh, are, you, are you finding it is taking twice as much energy to make those posts, to, to buckle down and dig up the pictures and, and, and put the thought into actually doing it because you know it's important? No, I just think it's just an exhausting task. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. But, it, but it's, is it a pain in the ass all the time, or is it just more of a pain in the ass now? We're, we're, really? Like, um, I think that, look, I think that we are storytellers by our visual medium. And I think by being that, we aren't really writers or edit, you know, editors <laughs> or like, you know, we don't have great verbiage that we always talk online that is what is now and I think that um, you know being conscious of the the images that are out there and just trying to have a good message is is nice but it's work it takes time and you know I actually am shooting a little bit so I like to actually make sure I'm there for my clients that I'm doing that you know I used to have people that helped me do that and I think that we're not doing that now we're basically our 
I think everybody's a little bit of their one-man shop in terms of like the freelancers. I don't think that they can survive right now without you know uh, some minimal support. So I think you have to do a lot of things. No, I agree, and and I don't know if you've noticed this too, but I find myself someone who used to talk to ten or fifteen or twenty different vendor friends over the months on any given 30 or 60 day period of time I I think some people have kind of gone into mental and and professional hibernation and yet the ones that are still clawing to keep their clients happy that are still actively pushing their business model we are it's almost like back to ISIS days ISIS the pre cursor to yes, I, I remember that one uh, International Special Events Society uh, where we all knew each other and we wanted well it was a very so we all did a lot of stuff together so I have a few caterers and a few venues that I and a few party planners that I'm talking to literally on a, li- a weekly basis and and the well, they're ref- projects. I think that when you have regular routine work, you're going to have better, great relationships. Right, exactly. And, and we find ourselves wanting to refer each other even more now because we want to work together because we're spending all of our off time with each other now too, and it's working out you know exceptionally well in that department where we're celebrating when a job actually happens, and yeah. we are commiserating when the job gets postponed or canceled. Or yeah, right. All those. Um, you know, when we started this podcast, which we started talking about this morning when we were running on the canal, uh, we talked about getting a little vulnerable. And uh, I'm not doing that for effect. I'm doing it because I personally had a couple of rough weeks uh, these last two weeks. I think, I think the world is having rough weeks. Yeah, but I'm talking about things where events did not go, even events oh. that were small that did not quite go as well, well as they this is a, this is. Was a make or, this is a make or break kind of scenario for your, the year in terms of normally how you would even look at income. And I think that when you have regular months that are good, there's rejoice. There, there's, yeah. there's happiness. Yeah, I, and I think now when you see that that is not even close, you're, you're kind of like dis- very disappointed. I think it's disappointing. And I think that there are many businesses like that that are that are just really disappointed. Today's December fifth, Saturday, December fifth. Um, yesterday was the fourth, the first Friday of what we would normally call the holiday season, unless November thirtieth falls on a Friday, which it did not this year. But I remember a year ago, I had to send out an SOS to you to come out and help me on a job. Support. Because we had so many events going right. on. Right. And I think this is also what I... I, ta- I mentioned something today on our bike ride. I said, you know, we were, um, we were talking about the whole COVID being actually the story. That part of our what everyone seems to be missing is that how it affects everybody. COVID is is truly... Oh, right, because we're, we're all suffering from COVID fatigue. Right, but I think it's, yeah. It's just we're all dealing with it a little bit differently on a roller coaster. But I think it's so monumental, and I think it's so um, important that even the, even the way everybody's business is being affected by it is actually the story. You know, you know there, there are so many stories about um, the loss the disaster the the 
no longer having your business or or um, having to pivot to do something else because you were let go or you know those are the I think the stories right now I think we're all like living a true monumental moment in the stories of what how COVID is affecting us and I think and I think that that's actually one of the things that needs to be told more but wouldn't you agree that whether you're a veteran in the business or you're a rookie we're all kind of on an emotional roller coaster when you wake up in the morning you're not quite sure which side of covid you're going to wake up on still being able to be optimistic right or maybe the gloom and doom has caught up to you for that day um i've had a couple of rough days in the last several weeks i think that's the point i think we're all starting to it's starting to really impact how it's not just how it happened and where we are in it now it's actually really the the path to get to a place where we actually don't have to think about it is not as close as we thought it was going to be and i'm not saying that anyone swayed me into that i think it's just we wanted to believe and i think that my dad always said that it has to run its course and i think that that is unfortunately true and we we really don't know the course the course is much longer than we think it's going to be I, I i agree and and i've started to watch a couple of programs you know monica and deanna and i get together and we do a little binging of, of some of the new shows coming out for the new right. seasons and um and, and and all the on all the shows that we watch everybody's approaching COVID a little bit differently and the first episodes that came out that were probably starting in production in late August or September look very different from the third or the second episode of the season mm. um, where how many people in the background are wearing masks and, yeah. and things like that. No shit. You can, we're kind of like even aware of it with everything now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that sometimes... We talk about this when, when we're watching TV at home that when when we see... It, there's two twofold. When you watch a program that was has nothing to do with COVID and you see people getting together and hanging out in a bar or going to a football game or at a concert, you're like, oh my God, remember what that was like. Right. And then you're watching these shows now where they're kind of winging it in COVID and they're figuring out, well, how can we produce this show and stay with masks and stay a little bit separate and write it into the script, but don't make it all about COVID. And there's a reality check that this is like a bad movie where, oh my God, we are starring in a movie about an outbreak of a <laughs> pandemic. We you know, are we are it. We are it. We are, we are Dustin Hoffman wearing a white coat uh, in the middle of a movie saying, hey, this, this virus has gotten out and, and we're all going to be affected by it. This is monumental. This is something that our generation, or every generation for that matter, is going to remember how it was. And where were you? And how did you deal with yeah. it? And how did you batten down the hatches? Yeah, and it's not a, like a terrorist thing. It's a f-ing, oh, sorry, that word. Oh my God! Uh, Nobody in the it, audience listening audience ever, it's, has anybody in the listening audience ever heard that word before? It's okay, Michael. Good, keep going. It's uh, a disaster. So, and, and we're never gonna we're never gonna forget the time and how it was. So so let's turn to the optimistic side of disaster oh, or good. flip it over. What about family? What about the time we've had with family? What about you know, we usually are powerhouse workers. We we don't know what a Saturday is because we're always working. Um, it's really hard to have weekend family times like normal families. And here yeah. we are. Look, look what you and I are doing right now. Yep. It's six o'clock on a Saturday 
night in December. Uh, yeah, right. my, my phone has has uh, my alarms on my calendar have gone off so many times in the last hour. I, I'm almost in tears because this first Saturday night of December, my division of Washington Talent is usually doing between 18 and 25 jobs today. That's why I'm glad you're drinking wine with me on my back Absolutely. porch. Absolutely. Because I have to tell you, that would never happen. No. If I would have like said, hey, Jack, I got this amazing bottle of red wine. You want to hit it on the on the back porch? You would have said, it's going to be December 1st or weekend. Are you fucking kidding? I'm, yeah, I'm it, not it, even it, thinking about that. I have like gazimba jobs that I'm just trying to figure out who's going to show up where and how. If you could pay me for drinking wine on your patio, what I normally make on a Saturday night in December... So, so this was a good bottle then, right? <laughs> so, sorry. But, so yeah. to, to the photographers or the event people in the visual community, um, I, I'm really getting out there. I, I make thirty percent of my income in December. Yeah, I think thirty. And you're, and you're just one of the many I, kind I, of I, companies. I, I, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to say I'm anything right. special, but I know. Oh yeah. In in decades of being in this industry, that if you have bad months. But you can get through April, May, and June, October, and December. You January, can, you, February. You can bridge the other seven months right. when you're not doing so well. And right. 30% of my income comes to me in December. Yeah. I'm and, not surprised in the least. And, and even if I include the New Year's Day wedding that I booked two weeks ago, thank you, Glennis, but then canceled day before yesterday, sorry, Glennis, um... I have zero, zero yes. booked events I in the month of December. I understand. In fact, just for the record, when we shot film, not to say that that's, you know, it's a four-letter word, but the bottom line was we also sold prints. Yeah, prints. Those are cool things. I remember, I remember those? those. I do. I remember prints. Because the negative actually ruled. you don't mean prints ruled. like 1999, right? You don't mean the guy with the purple guitar. And no, not, no. Not that dude, prints. I meant like P-R-A- like ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> People would buy prints. People, you know, that was what you did. You bought prints. Yeah, and there's not even people buying holiday cards and, and we're not even giving 8 by 10s for I'm holiday gifts. I'm just saying, please make, your, make it work for you. You know, like, you know, here's a digital file. I'll retouch it for you. It's be beautiful. Go for it. Yeah. It's different. It's different. And look, I, I know we're going to come out of this, and, and whether it's three months from now or a year and three months from now, um, we're both veteran vendors. We, we will we will get through this. But boy, this sucks. Well, I think it's going to suck, and I think it's going to suck for a long time. And I think it's not just our industry. I think our industry is actually re realizing it which is kind of a shame so so if you were a Washington football um, sportscaster anytime in the last many years in DC in DC yes um, we used to call them the Redskins that they don't exist anymore but um, you know two two friendly sportscasters would get together and and they would talk about the doom and gloom and then somebody like Doc Walker would come along and say, "Oh, but there's a there's a shiny silver lining to all of you this." You mean hope? Hope. So, Michael, what good is going on right now? What what do we have as non-working photographers and event professionals? This is a good thing of COVID. What's happened? I think that there's. I think we've learned a little bit. You know, 
if I got booked three to four to maybe five nights, like weekend nights for a month, that was pretty good. And I actually really loved that. And I was into it. And it was what I wanted. And now I don't have any. And... There's a great deal of value, you know. When you're when you're doing something like that, you're also saying, "God, you know, I wish I was home, just hanging at home, doing some, you know, just going to dinner with my wife, which is, you know, what normal people do." And now I'm actually there, and it's something that I didn't have before. And I, I will say that it has a very different value, and it's a benefit that I never thought that you would just have, you know, completely, without any choice. So I think that's really wonderful. Although I will say I, I miss family a lot. I have a daughter in California, and that's um, hard, really hard. I, um, I can certainly relate to the, uh, to the, to the child over, over uh, 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 that takes an, air, an airline flight to get to. Yeah, but yours is like going to ski whenever the... It's yeah, yeah. David, so I don't really feel bad. I mean, it's not like I would like say um, I don't blame him. Well, David does have a unique situation because he's still doing photography. He's recently done a couple of engagement sessions in, in with the beautiful Rocky Mountains as a backdrop. Uh, the ski slopes have just opened, so he is an avid he is an avid snowboarder, um, and he's pretty happy about that. He's using time wisely because he has nothing else to do. But I, I agree with that. It's the perfect thing to be doing. But like you have Max at home, and I have Deanna at home, we have definitely been spending more wife time together. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had time with our wives to come over to the house to have dinner together. Through that, um, it it has been unique. Where event people like us who are are you really used to just giving away their weekends to clients have actually had an opportunity a to life to yeah. actually have a life is yeah. that going to affect us when life comes back? Are we ready to give up our Saturdays again? Well, the interesting thing is in our lives right now, I'm in an age where I'm in an age right now where um actually that's what I want. which part? The life, not just the jobs. <laughs> you know, I um, I lost a brother-in-law who died suddenly, and uh, I miss him. But the bottom line is, is that I learned a really important lesson, and that is, you got to take every day for what it's worth, and you got to value things possibly sometimes very differently. And this is it. If you're not learning that now, you don't you'll never get it. Well, I'm going to compliment you on that because um, I've always had the best. I've always had a philosophy about boats that the best boat to have is the one that your best friend has. Mm, perfect. And, and I couldn't be happier the fact that you bought a perfect. sailboat this year. Well, you know, I looked at my wife and I said, "You know, we are. Um, I'm available for the re- for like the next like six to eight months, any weekend." You can count on me being wherever we want to go. I said, let's let's look at things differently and let's um, let's buy a sailboat. And she said, definitely. I, I think your timing was perfect because my other buddy Robert sold his boat, and you bought your boat. And Howard hasn't invited us to his boat. So well, his that- boat's had some issues. Well, he, he's had. A- it's been complicated. I don't want to get into it. Everyone, boats are boats are complicated. <laughs> Which is why the best boat to have is the one your friend has, 
And I personally totally. have really enjoyed you having a boat this year. I have really enjoyed it too. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed our, our last outing. Mm. Uh, it was much better than the first. Yeah, we've, <laughs> that we've, first one was... Uh, we've had some tumultuous look, uh, let, days on the water. Let's just say it's early in my captain's career, and I've had to learn that sometimes you just need to go in because it's, it's not really safe to stay out. If you're okay with it, I would post a few pictures from our last boating, which was the last boating of the season for you, mm. and show people what we're doing when we're not doing podcasts. Well, and, and, and since we're not well, working, that was a good day. Yeah, we bought a camera. That's true. I actually have to get those pictures. I I saw them. They're fun. I uh, you know uh, to the listening audience again. When you're a professional photographer, it's kind of like uh, being a being a, a doctor when your friends always call you when somebody is sick, or or you're a plumber and your parent, you know, somebody's got a leaky sink or something, and they always call you for the problem. When three photographers get together to go out on a boat, the last thing we do is take pictures of each other or the boat. But uh, on our last outing uh, on Michael's boat this year, which I think was like the first. Yeah. We got lucky that you actually brought a camera. Well, my gear was in my car. I did a family portrait the day before, and I had my cameras in the car. It was like a 70-degree blue sky, gorgeous day. It was pretty nice. Yeah, so we grabbed the camera. We took some fun pictures. You know what? I think that uh, the having weekends not working, you truly respect having that kind of life. Uh, uh, Every (laughs) every time we've had a social gathering uh, on the patio or a night like tonight, and I realize it's Saturday... I really weigh the difference between how much I'm truly enjoying just being a normal person on a Saturday night right. and and then mourning how much money I'm not making tonight because I only work one, one major, major day a week. The, you know what? It also makes you realize that your profession is... Taxing on everything well, it, else in your it's, life. It's very disrupting to a, a normal life sometimes. I mean, because unfortunately, the the jobs that make a lot more revenue are usually during the weekend. And if you're going to do those, they they take a lot of time away from life. And I think that, you know, this right now is a time we're all looking at it. Well, look, you and I have both been very blessed to be at the top of our game for an exceptionally long period of time. We still get, we still make more money per hour we than still most. Can, we still can get clients. Yeah, and and we make more money per hour than some of the top lawyers in the country, but we only do it one day a week. Yeah, right. Like when we're not doing it, we're like not collecting it. That's exactly. Let's right. be really clear. Those lawyers, they love to just think hourly. So, you know, they do three, four to six hours a day. Right. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. I was I was just talking to a buddy of mine about how he's twenty uh, percent uh, over for his year, and the year still got four months to go. And I yeah, said, the lawyers are kill- killing yeah, the it lawyers, right now. Lawyers are killing it. He's an immigration attorney too, so he's really killing yeah, it. Yeah, everybody's. If you're working right now, you're you're killing it. But I miss making that kind of money one day a week. With you know, when you, when you make your living on one day a week, and someone takes away the one day, no, they take away all the days. <laughs> it's like every day is Blur's day, and I I I. Uh, Got it. Just so let's talk about that. Blur's Day? No, let's talk about like really the realistic part about where we're facing right now in terms of like the next like six months in terms of what is realistic for our profession. I think we're all in a place where it's it's difficult. You get what you get and that's all you can get. Okay, before you get there, because it's, it's on the same subject, you said something this morning 
uh, on our bike ride and I said something and then I stopped because I didn't have enough wind left in me to talk to you about it simultaneously. You saw something on your calendar yesterday. Oh, yeah. For today. Yeah. And as many cancellations and postponements as we've had, right. your knees started to knock and you actually reached out to the party planner to make sure that you didn't have a job today. Yeah, did you see my eyes roll? Yeah, because I basically was trying to be careful. We, it's complicated out there. Right, and we usually, both of us, have not only just incredibly busy schedules, but we also have people that watch after our schedules for us. Well, that's something that I suck at. So yeah. when you suck at something, so, usually that's not your strong suit. But, but I, I, I am having such a hard time just staying focused. Um, I had a, a, a referral from a client day before yesterday, and I had an email conversation with the client yesterday um, in the late afternoon, and we talked about having a phone conversation this morning at 10 o'clock. Have no memory, didn't write it down, didn't put it on the calendar. Uh, and, yeah. and at 10 after 10, the client called me and said, hey, did I miss you? And I'm yeah. like, no, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, something got lost <laughs> yeah, in, the, right. in the shuffle there. And, um, but, but, you know, but by the way, that's a great sound above us. By the way, that sound has come by like a lot of times today. Those helicopters have been busy. That's Marine One. That's the, press, the president going to, to uh, Yeah, but I'm telling you, that's David. been busy as shit. Yeah. They've gone at least four times this this weekend so far. I would just like to go on the record. That like 48 hours? We're like 45 episodes into Visual Wow with like close to 5,000 downloads. And you have the biggest potty mouth of anyone who's ever been recorded on. I don't fucking believe that. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and I'm not even going to scold you about it. I'm just going to call you out publicly. Really? I is like that, your potty mouth. Is that mouth. called a potty mouth? I, I just you basically curse when I when it comes. You know, it just happens. Right. It's potty mouth. So, so okay. So we both admitted the fact that we're forgetting things, or, or we're just questioning ourselves because we don't have the safety nets that we usually have in place. No, we're just usually when we're when you're busy and you have a schedule and you're like. On, trying to stay on your schedule and you organize and trying to be like thorough, you're much more prepared for what you need to do throughout yeah. the day. And now yeah, all of absolutely. a sudden we're like, oh, actually we have to call somebody. You, we, uh, how are you? Album or I, know, I know you haven't shot for a couple of weeks and I, I just did a couple of family portraits last week. I shot last week. I'm, oh, I'm you good. Shot last totally, week too? totally. Yeah. I'm, are, are you, you know, feeling? Still, I'm still feeling it. <laughs> are you feeling um, still fluid when you when you shoot? Are you feeling like you grab your camera and you're just as sharp as you normally are? Yeah, because I want to more. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I think that, it, you know, there's... I liked what I did. I, I like the busy part of it. And I, I think that, you know, when you're not doing it, you're like, well, miss it. I sent my son an email last week, and I, I think I sent it. I think you, I CC'd you on it, the three family portraits that I did last mm. week. And I told David to... Uh, to focus on the first 10 or 15 shots of right. each one of the sessions. You told me that you did yeah, that. Yeah, I was like breaking the rust off of me. Trying and, to get until I got the, Yeah, and I, I went, I said to him, I said, I said, honey, it was like starting at 33 and ending up at 45. And he said, dad, was that a record connotation? And I'm like, well, at least you knew what I was saying. True that. Uh, but but anyway, but yeah, it, it was like starting in 33 and, and revving up to 45. I think that, you know, when you're busy, I think for me it's it's more about like just staying on top of what I need to be st staying on top of because yeah. I think that for me right now, I, I'm I'm shooting jobs, but I think that you're not used to like it being a different. It's a, just a different pattern. 
You know, right now it's a very different pattern and the pattern is changing daily. And I think that what you, you know, as far as retouching, who's sending retouching, who's doing the printing, who's, who, who, what albums are out, you know, what designers doing, I think that there are a lot of loose ends. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm actually trying to stay on top of that part because really the person that used to do that is, she's working part time. Yeah. And and I, I love her to death, but it, you know, it's it's not an easy support structure. It's not like someone's sitting next to you and, and like, you know, say, we had an issue where you know, a client wanted something posted online. She posted online. And um the bottom line is is that the groom's mom is covering the cost for this job. And she just wanted to get it out there and post this link so that they could share it which you normally would do and she went online saw the mother of the bride and sent it to the mother of the bride and that was not the right thing to do and I I basically had to hear about it which you know that the client wants information sent to her directly and not to the other scenario regardless she loves the other family it's got nothing to do with that it's just that it's when she's paying the bill she gets the top billing for content and information and that's her you know position it's just, it's very hard to be not next to the person who's doing production to support you. So, um, my team worked on a bar mitzvah last weekend for a prominent uh, party planner in the area, and it did not go perfectly. And that's a hard thing to admit, because I am, respectfully, I am way too arrogant to make mistakes. That is just <laughs> who I am. Uh, and you know what? There's you a like that. There's a lot of people who are listening right now that are falling out of their chairs laughing that I just call myself out like that. But it's the truth. Well, it, I think that's the beauty of knowing it. If you know it and you're willing to enjoy your, it and, and also... Your, and clap your hands. If you, and, if you, and also make fun of yourself, so be it. Good for you. Um, I, I that's have, actually one of the reasons why I think I like you so much is because you're willing <laughs> to look at that and actually say, oh, that's not, you know... Uh, if I made mistakes like I made this weekend, uh, I could not be the arrogant that I, person that I can be. I'm not used to making mistakes. And that is, and, and, and here's the thing, here's the part that's really the killer of it. Uh, I'm a 30 plus year veteran photographer and, and of the last six or eight months, I have been more of a digital producer than a photographer. And with my background in television and film and photography and my knowledge of, of technology, I've created a really cool uh, virtual department at Washington Talent, and, and my partner Robert has given me the reins to it. And and the, the, the biggest kicker about this weekend is, is that it wasn't actually something that I did per se, but when you're providing a service for a, a wedding or a bar mitzvah, whatever, it's the family's life moment. They don't give a rat's patoot about what went wrong or why it went wrong. They just exactly. know, they, they know that you, you sold them X, you couldn't produce it, they got Y, and what do you do? And Robert and I have always talked about the fact that if you don't play the right first dance at someone's wedding, you've blown it. You don't get a second chance at a first dance. Yeah. Now, now the fact of the matter is that the, the reason this job did not go as smoothly as it could have is because my team isn't as focused as they were before COVID. Well, like I said, if you're in mode of working a lot and you're in the mode of knowing what needs to be done, then, then it happens. It happens more, you know, when you're consistent. And, and when you're doing jobs multiple times a week, you, you, you can look at the entire environment and you can say, oh yeah, everything's in the right place. You just check off your boxes and you go on to the next thing. But in this situation between having funky Wi-Fi on, at the venue and a cable missing here and a this missing there, yeah. it just didn't go smoothly. Now yeah, for the record, 
In, in my opinion, there was a great argument for doing an 80% job and fighting with a customer over the money. That's not who we are. It's not what we do. I actually gave a full refund this weekend. Oof. I know. It's tough. But, I but, know that. That's but, a bummer. But when you can't perform or something goes wrong, or like I said, you're hired for X, you did right. Y, the, the customer deserves their money back. End of conversation. You can't pay for it. They, they're not going to be happy. So you, you can't charge them. I, I just feel like the way we handle these situations now are going to be the saving grace of, of who we are and what our reputations totally are like Especially uh, now. next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially now. You, you, need, you need to own your shit, so to speak. <laughs> you um, know what I mean? You have to be able to at least make sure the client is treated fairly. I think we could talk about this stuff probably until the cows come home. It's getting really cold out here. You're getting cold. See, I thought it was just me. No, no, no. I'm definitely, I'm, and I got a hoodie on, and you don't, and you got to be freezing right now. I'm actually okay, but the heater's not as warm as it should be. <laughs> hey, uh, visual listening audience, it's been great having you here. Um, sitting on the patio with Michael is really, there's so many things that could be said about this. Not just that he's a great guest, he's a great friend, but the fact that we're sitting here on a Saturday night when we're both supposed to be out making big money tonight in December, and we're drinking wine and eating eating crackers and cheese on the living. patio. We're living. Yeah, but we're not making a living. We're just living. That is actually the message I think that is so important is that we actually need to, the whole community of event people need to figure out a way to make it more of a weekday thing because the value of weekends is we're learning right now that it has value a, a lot. And I think, you know, we could use it. No. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. It's really important. Get out your paper and pencil. Write it down because Michael said this is the important stuff, and I think he's right. Uh, we appreciate your time today. I hope to see you next time. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host. Michael, always a Cheers. pleasure having you. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for, uh, thanks for indulging me. Tonight. To life. To life. L'chaim. Exactly. And thanks for the good wine. Really nice job it on that. It wasn't bad. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.